I'm going to save you money right now. Money, 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 money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Opie. A radio gunk who does a lot of Howard stuff. She's saying that um, that Howard's a grandpa now, but he doesn't want anyone to know that or something. If that's true, congratulations. What's wrong with that? To quote my old friend Richard Belzer, physical science has yet to come up with a unit of measurement that could express how little I give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, well, I don't own a comb, but maybe I should have like patted my. Good morning, Buttercup. What's up, Lisa Connor? Maybe I should have patted my hair down just a little bit today. What's up, Greg Buell? How are you? Johnny Pablo, check it in. Did you hear about John Osterlin? You don't uh, You don't watch my live streams, Tony C., do you? Uh, John Osterlin was a guy I worked with at WAF, the only station that really rocks, and they... Um, I think they, uh, they found him in his apartment in New Orleans. Um... He died, and um, a lot of us from the WAF days are, are very, very uh, bummed out and, and distraught. Uh, you might remember him as Ozone. Ozone was a great, great broadcaster up there in, um, in Massachusetts. Then he moved on to uh, New Orleans. He found a home in New Orleans for many, many years. Over the years, uh, you know, I would, I would keep in touch with him here and there, um, but it just brought me back to a happier time when everything was clicking up there in, in Boston at WAAF, the only station that really rocks. Um, oh, I, I did all this, but I guess I'm doing it just for you, Tony C., because you don't, you don't watch my live streams. Good, solid dude. Never had a bad thing to say about anyone. His laugh was absolutely awesome. He was happy all the time, and he was an incredible broadcaster. And he was just a good, solid dude, and he's going to be missed. It hit me right between the eyes, though, man. He was only, um, Ozone was only 55 years old. I was just thinking about this the other day. So me and Anthony, we moved to Boston. We really start kicking ass with the Opie and Anthony show. That's where it officially uh, was named the Opie and Anthony show. When Anthony was doing my show at BAB, it was still my show, and Ant was helping out. Then we moved to Boston to work at WAF, the only station that really rocks. It was a great crew up there, absolutely great crew. And, uh, you know, you fast forward a couple decades, Ozone is uh, now no longer with us. Rocco died many, many years ago, and he was the one that discovered Godsmack for real. He played, um, he played Godsmack on his radio show one night. And the rest was history, and, and Sully credited Rocco for basically discovering Godsmack and giving them a break way back in the day. Uh, Rocco's no longer with us. Ozone's no longer with us. And I don't know if you remember Chris Engel, another solid dude. He was like the producer, but he was on air a lot with the Hillman. Um, he also died very, very young. So uh, it's, just, it's, just fucking, it's just fucking depressing. The amount of people 
that have died, that I've known, that have died at, a, at an early age. There's something in the water when you're a radio guy. There's something in the water when you're a comedian. Um, I don't know. I, I, think it's the, I think it's the stress of uh, the lifestyle. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but it's... I, I, I mean, I have friends my age... You know, and we talk on a regular basis, and, and and they're not calling me every other week with with the news that someone else died. Just think about all the people that used to do the Opie and Anthony show that are no longer with us. That died at a at a young age. Carl Ruiz, Vic Henley, uh, Otto from Otto and George, Patrice O'Neill, Greg Giraldo, uh, Ralphie May. I mean, the list goes on and on. Tony C., I called the show one time when I realized he was Ozone in around 2008 and asked him about when he worked in Boston with you guys, and he had nothing but nice things to say about you all. Nah, Ozone was the real deal. That guy didn't have anything bad to say about anybody, so. You think it might be the lifestyle, cutthroat business, Tim K.? Yeah, but I would assume no matter what you do for a living, you got, you got assholes and you got people that are trying to, you know, take your job. I don't know what it is, but... Um, Man, but I mean, especially the comedians. There are so many comedians that died young. I mean, so many. Brian Bernard, I got your coffee right here, sir. Cheers. It's good. I walked like five miles last night um, around 3.30 to like 5. I was uh, doing one of my Opie Unleashed in NYC videos. And um, I'm a little tired from that, man. Trying to get back into shape myself, so uh, doing a lot more walking, getting off that damn electric scooter. And yesterday, I was just feeling, I was feeling like just down and out because of that uh, Damar Hamlin thing. I know we're all hit with tragedies all the time, but to see it on TV like that, the collective, all of us saw Damar Hamlin go down in that game. We were all looking forward to that. If you're a football fan, a, a sports fan, you were looking forward to that bills Bengals game and man you know pretty much a routine hit nothing too crazy on the hit I don't think I believe uh, it hit him just right in the heart area if you play sports look I know the Vax people they're they're fighting the good fight uh, I mean the people that aren't for the Vax I understand I know you're out there and I know you're fighting the good fight because who cares about DeMar Hamlin just a great opportunity to make my political points uh, but I'll say this much. I'll say this much. I was I, I was uh, born and raised an athlete. Played like three or four sports. Uh, my main sport was basketball. And everyone knew, especially if you were playing sports, to don't get a hit to your chest. Because there's a possibility you could get really effed up. We all know that, that played sports. That you got to be careful about taking a hit to the chest. Now, in the end, we don't know what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, it's, just a, it's just an incredible tragedy. When he got up from that hit for, what, two or three seconds and then went lifeless and then fell down like a tree in front of everybody on TV? Holy, and then to see the players crying, big, tough men that play a, a violent sport just crying and needing comfort, you knew at that moment. That they were seeing something, obviously, that we weren't privy to. Uh, and, and then we learned after the fact that basically he stopped breathing and had no heartbeat on that field. 
And I, I guarantee the NFL is not happy that that news came out. Can you say that uh, he wasn't breathing and didn't have a, a pulse after you got him off the football field, please? I guarantee the NFL is not happy that that part of the info came out, that the guy basically was dead on the field and they had to bring him back to life. Just crazy. And it happened right in front of all of our eyes. And, and that's why all the players and everybody uh, that was a lot closer to the situation, we were just dummies on our couches at home watching the game. They saw that they were trying to, um, you know, bring this kid back to life. Their friend, their teammate. Crazy. So I don't know, man. I don't know about anyone else, but I watched the coverage. I was just uh, watching uh, ESPN over and over and over again, trying to get trying to get that update, that good update that never came and still hasn't come. I've checked all the uh, the social stuff, and there's still not a great uh, update on Demar Hamlin. And the one thing I like that all these uh, NFL players have been saying, they're basically like, look, when you play football, you know that you are going to get hurt. It's just a matter of time. You accept that. You understand that. And uh, that's why when the players are carted off the field, they always give the thumbs up. I never knew about this. You know, in in other sports, they don't do it as much, obviously, but you don't have a lot of of players being being, um, wheeled off the the, the playing field uh, like they do in football. But they're like, the reason why we give the thumbs up, we all understand the violent nature of the sport we play. We all understand that eventually we're going to get hurt. And basically what we're saying is, yeah, I'm pretty effed up right now, but the thumb means I'm still here. And the players need to see that so they can continue playing. And that obviously didn't happen with uh, DeMar Hamlin. And that's what, uh, you know, set everyone into a, a, a tailspin. And you know damn well the NFL, look, I, I don't know crap. I don't have connections, but the NFL makes so much damn money. They did not want to cancel that game. I don't care what they're saying publicly. They did not want to cancel that game because it messes up everything. Because now it comes out that the Bills-Bengals game will not be played this week at all. And they don't know when they're going to play it. And I don't know what that means for other teams that are, uh, you know, that their playoff hopes or whatever depends on whether the Bills or the Bengals win or lose. So they don't know what the F to do. So, you know, the NFL wanted that game to continue. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's just way too much money involved. Uh, the, all that money involved versus one individual's, uh, you know, livelihood. So God bless the players. They got together and they're like... Do you want to play? And they're like, hell, well, I don't want to play either. And I believe the players were the ones that were able to cancel that game, not the NFL. Then the NFL begrudgingly, I believe, had to go with it because they don't don't care. The NFL doesn't care about you. They don't care about the individual player. That's why they got the Players Association to, you know, try to protect the players best they can. NFL makes way, way too much money. To care about uh, the individual. Oh, they'll say differently, but to, to get out of here. Come on. Come on. It's like going uh, hard. They didn't want to wrestle after that. That's why I think, I mean, I don't know how many people will give you this take, but I think Vince McMahon is a scumbag. And back in the day, we certainly were in well with the McMahons. But he, he, he was, he's a scumbag for forcing that WrestleMania to continue after Owen Hart died. They knew that guy died. 
So it wasn't even like, oh man, uh, you know, maybe he'll be all right. They all knew he died. And Vince McMahon, I guarantee, was yelling and screaming uh, backstage, uh, basically telling everyone, the show must go on. And those poor wrestlers had to continue with WrestleMania with Owen Hart's blood in the ring. That's what makes Vince McMahon a scumbag. He knew the money was way, way more important than Owen Hart's life at the time. I mean, that, that's just fucking nuts that those guys, you know, were forced to continue. And I, I feel bad for the wrestlers, but some of those guys should have went, you know what, Vince, go F yourself. I'm not wrestling tonight. My, my friend died. The blood's right there. But these big corporations, they don't care about uh, they don't care about the individual, man. The show must go on. We're making too much money, honey. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it felt like it felt like the whole Owen Hart thing all over again. But uh, Demar Hamlin is definitely uh, still alive as we speak. I just I just hope I just hope and pray that uh, he's not brain dead. I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there. Because, man, I mean, they, were, they did CPR for way too long. Way too long. I got to get another cup of coffee already. Damn. The Dana White slap? Well, uh, you know, Dana, jeez. <laughs> I'm not a fan of anyone hitting a woman. Call me crazy. And when Dana White uh, slapped his wife in front of everybody the other night, I'm like, no bueno. She seemed like she was really giving him the business. And then it came out that they were really, uh, they were really drunk. It was a New Year's Eve celebration, I think, in Vegas. And they were in a VIP room or a VIP area above the dance floor. And uh, they were obviously having an argument. And Dana White leaned in and said something to her. And uh, she slapped him, and then Dana did the thing you're not supposed to do. He slapped back. We all know, as men, if you're brought up right, we all know that if a woman hits you, you just got to take it. We all know that. We're brought up that way. Oh, there are times you want to, like, you know, you want to fight back, but you know you know, if your daddy raised you right, you don't lay a hand on a woman. But I do give props to Dana White instead of, like, you know, squirming his way out of it with some dumb excuse. He said, look, there are no excuses. You know, he took complete responsibility for the thing. So I think that'll help his cause a little bit. But, uh, man, yeah, in general, you know, call me crazy. I'm not a fan of uh, hitting women at all. You missing Barbara Walters? Hell nah. Barbara Walters, she died at 93, but I think she died many, many years ago. I think they were just basically keeping her alive somewhere. She was not seen in public for a very, very long time. We had a slight connection to her late in her career. The, uh, the, famous, uh, the famous dick pic that we released to the world, the Anthony Weiner pick. We were the ones, everybody, everybody wanted that picture to release on their stuff to get their bump. And uh, Breitbart, he brought it into the studio, another guy that's no longer with us. And we took pictures of the picture on his phone. And I officially was the one that got it out there. It's funny because me and Anthony both 
had the same idea. We're like, this is really good for our radio show. So uh, I officially beat Anthony to the punch. (laughs) Oh, you know what, though? That's not true. Officially, that's not true. I got to adjust that. So Breitbart is uh, handing the phone around the room with the Anthony Weiner dick pic. Anthony, no, I got to give Anthony credit on this one. Anthony showed the, uh, the pal talk room. And somebody in pal talk, uh, yeah, I think screen capped it. And then at that point, we were able to take that screen cap and officially send it out to the world. But uh, as soon as it was on the, uh, the PayPal thing, you know, officially it was out there. But anyway, then we got massive um, headlines for that. I mean, massive, massive. And Barbara Walters was on The View and she was so mad because they had to talk about us and how the picture got out. And she basically was like, we all we all had the picture. But she was mad that she didn't get the exclusive, that she didn't have the balls to actually do something with it. So as we were getting all this um, attention, she got she actually got mad at us. And frustrated and basically was trying to say, well, I, I had the picture. I also had the picture. And everyone's like, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't put it out there. They did. They did. And she was all mad. So I had a slight connection to Barbara Walters late in her, late in her career. Um, let me get another cup of coffee. I started this early and I don't have to wake up the kids for a little bit. The sky's looking pretty good behind me. I'm going to save you money right now. Money, 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 money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash opie. Look, did you know the average person has around 12 paid subscriptions? Think about that. If you think you're only subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to double check. With Rocket Money, you're going to find yourself some money. You can quickly identify and cancel all of your unwanted subscriptions. Go to rocketmoney.com slash right now. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Look, I used Rocket Money and I found out I was still paying for Sirius XM. <laughs> now, look, they gave me VIP accounts, but then I needed more subscriptions back in the day. So I was paying for a few and I had no idea I was still paying for that until I got involved with Rocket Money. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like myself, uh, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show. Remember that? You did that. Or the free trials, they get you with the free trials. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want anymore. But Ope, is it easy? Yes, it's easy. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. You don't have to deal with customer service. Nah, 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 nah. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person ready for this up to $720 a year. So basically, you have nothing to lose. Why don't you try it out for yourself? Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash opie. That's rocketmoney.com slash opie. Once again, rocketmoney.com 
slash Opie. I earned that cake. Yeah, spent another uh, 12 years bringing that up. You fucking weirdos. <sighs> I do not talk to uh, Clubby. No, it's been a little bit. I don't really talk to anyone from the ONA world. I'm kind of over that whole thing. Obviously, people aren't over that. I don't think they'll ever be over that. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't really talk to Kenny. Kenny's a very busy man. I have no issues with the club soda, Kenny. See, what a lot of these people don't understand is like, um, it was it was just a job. It was just a job. It was a very successful job that paid me very, very well. But it was just a job in the end. If you really, really look into it, no one's really hanging out as friends from that show. I mean, nobody. In the end, I wasn't friends with Club Soda Kenny. I liked him. He drove me to work for many, many years. We had wonderful conversations. But as soon as he dropped me off, that was it. I, I didn't see him until the next day. Or if we had an appearance. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like friends, friends with these guys. You know, and uh, for the most part, no one from that old world hangs out with each other as friends. The Jim and Sam show is a just a poor version of the Opie and Anthony show. Some of the stuff that makes my radar, not a lot. I'm like, they're just literally still doing the Opie and Anthony show with pretty much the same fucking guests. They're doing Opie and Anthony without Opie and without Anthony. They never, they never, they... Sirius XM gave them an amazing opportunity. They handed them what was left of the old Opie and Anthony audience, and they never did anything new or special with it. And that is a fact. And that's why they're just sitting there day after day just rotting in those seats. No one is talking about the show. Um, most of the guests that come on the show are doing them a favor at this point because they have, they have podcasts that are way bigger than, their, than the stupid Jim and Sam show. TV, I don't know anything about their show. Uh, very broad strokes. Little things come on my radar. I have enough info to know that they ain't doing anything special. And that's all I know. I don't know about their theme song or any of that crap. I just know they're just uh, bringing in the same tired people from the old O&A days. Trying to like recreate the, o, the, uh, the O&A magic. And it ain't happening. And if, if some of these people were being honest with themselves, they would absolutely admit that. Uh, honestly, without ONA, I find Jim so much less funny. Jim was just a, uh, a mediocre comic from Jersey that worked hard, had a massive opportunity with Opie and Anthony, and, and, and really made something of it. But in the end, he was just a mediocre comedian from Jersey. There were so many guys that were way funnier than, uh, than Jim Norton. Jimmy got exactly what he wanted. He pushed me and Anthony out. Someday Anthony will wake the F up and realize that Jim pushed him out too. And now he sits there and rots as everyone uh, becomes much bigger than he, he was. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what's your opinion on Jimmy's boy Dana White slapping up his wife? Thought he was a good guy. I answered that question. Uh, I'm not a fan of hitting women ever. Uh, when you're brought up in this world, you know, you learn a couple things. You learn that uh, women can be a, a pain in the ass. <laughs> you definitely learn that. And you also learn from your, your daddy that under no circumstances should you be hitting a woman. 
So with that said, that's a that's a, a no bueno for for uh, for Dana White. I doubt Jimmy is saying that thing because you know he likes Dana White too much. It, it it all depends if you like or hate the person. How you're going to react to things like this? What a d bag with the timeout crap! All right, hold on. Let me put this uh, guy in timeout. All right, now you're in time. <laughs> Now, now you're in timeout. Uh, Opie won't be a problem with you. You hate everyone. That's not true. That's literally not true. I don't like a lot of people. You know what? Let me put let me put him in timeout. Hold on. <laughs> He's in timeout. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let me tell you something about that. You live a life, right? You live a life. You don't like a lot of people. It's just the nature of uh, living a life. But most people, I have learned, are a bunch of poohas, and they will not—they will not uh, say who they like or don't like. They all play this dumb, stupid game. That's what I learned when I was doing radio for all those years. The, uh, the amount of people—you think I've given you uh, behind-the-scenes stuff? I have. Absolutely. But I've held way, way back. You know, people that you know and love, you'd be so surprised what they would say about this person and that person behind their backs. But then when push came to shove, they weren't brave enough to say any of that uh, publicly. It's just it's just what people do. And I, 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 I just don't have that. I don't have that as part of my DNA, unfortunately. So if I don't like someone, I'm going to tell you. That's what it comes down to. But with that said, let's uh, let's be a little more honest, Ope. Yeah, you don't like a lot of people. <laughs> Just saw your old Coke commercial. What a handsome youngin. Could have been a model. <laughs> you know, when I joke about being, could have been a model, I, I you know, I, 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 I don't believe that to be true. I hope people understand some of this stuff. I look like a fool in those Coke commercials. I was this just young and dumb, and my, my good friend Buzzy needed a, quote, model for his stupid Coke shirts for some dumb promotion when he was uh, a program director at a TV station in Rochester. Who was the hot chick in the Coke ad back in, the, back in 19... It was in 1979. She was a frump. Sorry, but she was a frump. That makes me a frump because we looked... We looked uh, like a couple on uh, on that commercial. So if, if if I'm saying she was a frump, then I got to say I was a frump as well. What do you guys think about uh, the 118th Congress? Is that how you say it? I think Kevin McCarthy thought it would be a cakewalk to be Speaker of the House, and he has his own people re- uh, revolting uh, against him. I think there's five to seven of them that will never vote for Kevin McCarthy. So now it's up to like 19 or 20 that will not vote for Kevin McCarthy. And he's losing the vote over and over again. And there's something in the, in the rules that you got to keep voting. So he's just being humiliated every few hours on national TV. <laughs> Bravo to the Republicans. Bravo. I don't know why, but I love, love seeing that because I think they're all full of crap. And to see Kevin McCarthy uh, looking like a fool, I, I, I'm here for that. I'm absolutely here for that. 
And then you got the the new congressman. He's a he's not officially in because they don't have a speaker to swear everyone in, I guess. But that George Santos, what a weirdo! I should have loaded the video, but somebody, you know, the internet, as we all know, is undefeated. There's a there's a video. I think I saw it on the TikTok of George Santos creeping. He's hanging out near uh, Matt Gates. And he's just staring. He can't believe he's seen these people in person. <laughs> and he's just creeping behind Matt Gates. And somebody added the the I'm a creep music. You got you got to search it out. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to find it. and I'll put it on my social media after this uh, live stream. It's great. I hate George Santos, another guy I don't like. But that but I think that one we could all agree with, right? Uh, will it go round in circles? Uh, oh, who sang that song? Will it go round in circles? Oh, my God. You just got a song stuck in my head for the rest of the day, Stan Davis. Thank you. The shit show is uh, the GOP. See, this is where I could gain a bunch of uh, a bunch of people. All I have to do is agree with that statement. And then I could get a lot of people that uh, are Dem- Democrats to like me. But I can't do it. I think the whole damn thing is a shit show down there. Right now, it's on full display for the GOP, though. I'll admit that. Yes. Jim Jordan should be speaker, Bob Lord says. Well, he passed on it, right? They nominated him when the things were getting a little weird. And he passed on it, and he nominated uh, Kevin McCarthy. So that thing isn't going to end anytime soon. Because the people that will never vote for Kevin McCarthy... They're the problem uh, children of the GOP. They're not going to be swayed. I don't think there's anything Kevin McCarthy could do to sway those people. So so they're in uh, quite a pickle. And it's been Kevin McCarthy's dream to be the Speaker of the House. And I think, I think this ends with him stepping aside. <laughs> and he's just being humiliated over and over again on, on TV. Because like I said, there's something in the rules. Every time they, they're voting, uh, I think he's lost six votes already. When they start that vote, Kevin McCarthy's sitting there like a dummy. He knows he already lost the vote. But for whatever reason, they got to keep voting, knowing that the outcome is going to be pretty much the same thing over and over again. 